Here's some exciting news from our friends at NT Factor. You've heard me talk for years about the natural energy producing benefits and anti-aging effects of NT Factor's line of nutritional supplements. Well, now those same benefits are available for your pets. Introducing NT Factor Pet Power. It's the first formula to restore the structure and function of cellular membranes in animals increasing vigor and vitality. By adding NT Factor Pet Power to their food, research has shown that energy loss and other age-related changes in animals were reduced and are delayed after only eight weeks of daily use. Now your pets can benefit from the same clinically proven formula I use and prescribe to my patients to repair damaged cells and improve your body's natural energy production. Clinical trials have shown that NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half and it also reduces some of the side effects of aging. With a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose, you can get the NT Factor line of nutritional formulas, including the all-new Pet Power, by calling 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's a continuation of our conversation with Sandra Lee. She's CEO of NJ Labs. Uh, NG, NJ Labs is a nationally recognized uh, provider and advocate for quality in chemistry and microbiology testing for the pharmaceutical industry, the cosmetic industry, dairy and food industries, but also they have quite a footprint in the nutraceutical and supplement industry because, yes, yeah, supplement quality is a concern. And I wanted to afford our intelligent medicine listeners uh, a peek behind the curtain because uh, what you see is the product, the label. Uh, you don't see what goes behind it. And there are lots of people, politicians, regulators, who are saying, well, it's a, it's a wild west out there. You don't know what you're getting. The supplement industry is unregulated. We need more stringent regulations. But indeed, uh, there's a lot that goes into quality control. And most reputable supplement companies are engaging in extensive testing and uh, evaluation of potency and quality. So, uh, Sandra, we, we haven't yet talked about uh, CBD. You know, lots and lots of products out there. Uh, it's uh, relatively new. It's hard for the consumer to know whether they're getting the good stuff. So give us some insights on, you know, what, what are you looking for, you know, when you evaluate, evaluate hemp-derived products? So interestingly enough, about six years ago, I had kind of had a little bit of foresight that I wanted to really work with the cannabis products. Um, so we actually worked with the DEA and the FDA to submit methods and how things should be tested, especially the cannabis cannabis plants and the heavy metals and micro. Um, at that time, I didn't really know how big it was going to become. I didn't know that the farm bill was going to go into effect. And when it did, there was like mass confusion. So definitely for sure, it is like the wild, wild west. There's no standardization. Every state is doing things differently. California by far being the one most advanced in testing for marijuana um, and hemp. But I'm realizing more and more that people are interested in this not just because they want to take the product because it's cool but they're trying to um help themselves to have you know better sleep mm -hmm. or they have anxiety or they're like dealing with chronic pain and they don't want to take drugs so a lot of people come up and ask me and they're like 
hey, what brand is good? What should I take? How right. much milligrams? Because, and I walked into a store, I walked into a vitamin, sh- vitamin shop once and I, I was overwhelmed as yep. a scientist. I'm like, I can't even imagine somebody who's never seen this, what they're thinking and how to select the materials um, to purchase. So what I did was even going into a store, I was like, I don't even know what to buy in order to test it, to see what's on the market, right? So we did a little bit of market research. I pulled probably about 20 different types of products, anywhere from salts to tinctures to capsules um, and some edibles, I think, and plant products to see what was actually being sold, what's actually out there on the market. And some products were on point and some products were like, wow, that's a lot less. And then we took a closer look at the label. Uh, for example, if the label says it's 500 milligrams or 1,000 milligrams, that doesn't necessarily mean that the concentration you're consuming per dose. That just mm-hmm. means total in the entire bottle. That's the weight that's of the t- capsule, and it doesn't necessarily mean the active ingredients. Right. Are yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there's a lot of misleading information, I think, from labeling to what the product can do. So when people say, hey, um, I took this and it does not work. Well, you're a doctor. You know that everyone's body reacts to drugs differently, substances differently. So some product may work for one person and may not work for another person. I accepted that. Um, I'm not going to push that, hey, this is going to this worked great for me. It's going to work great for you. That's not the case. But what we did when we dug deep into the testing was the inconsistencies of testing were due to um, the methods not being rugged or robust. And that means having um, different parameters in the method modified in such a way that no matter who does it, where they do it, and if they have a similar setup, it should be consistent from month one or time zero to six months later. Um, and we spent multiple years trying to figure out how to do this in such a way that if the FDA stepped in today, would they approve? Mm-hmm. And because we have this unique background of having both the pharma and the nutraceutical in one environment and one building, that we had all this information and we just kind of modified what we already knew and applied it. Um, so when we applied it, we're finding out there's there's issues with heavy metal testing. So when you have one single point testing, mm-hmm. one there point, right? You bought a tincture oil and you want to know if there's any mercury in it or lead, for example, lead. Mm-hmm. Um, we test it once and, hey, it passes. It's great. But what we found out during development and validation of the method was that something, the metals were being masked by other components. Hmm. And so we weren't getting a true reading of hmm. how much lead is actually in the product. Wow, because that's really, keep in that's mind, really cannabis, dodgy. Yeah, wow. It, it is. And without validation, because again, validations cost a lot of money. And these hemp plants and marijuana plants, they extract heavy metals from the yes. soil yes. naturally. Yeah. So, 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 so to hold on, it's, just right there, because uh, some products have been criticized because of the presence of lead or arsenic in particular, mm-hmm. in those plants, mm-hmm. so suggesting that somehow in the manufacturing process that they introduce these mm-hmm. things. But actually, some plants are very good at extracting these heavy metals from the soil. And then you've got yeah. situations like in California, they have this thing called Prop 65, which you're probably familiar with. You've yeah. dealt with it, where the standards are even more stringent than the federal standards, the uh, FDA standards uh, yeah. for purity and freedom from adulterants and heavy metals where 
you know, some legitimate products. Okay, maybe they got a trace, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad, right? Correct. Um, Prop 65 is out there. Um, I am familiar with it, but sometimes I don't think it's realistic at times because when you eat an apple or you eat a fruit from the ground, like it could have that too. So foods are tested at a, a less stringent method than the next category of supplements than the pharmaceutical. I have experience where even for heavy metals, there's different types of ways of doing it. For example, there is a really basic wet chemistry where you don't use any instruments, but the sensitivity of that method is very, very, very high, right? So um, most things will pass if you use that method. And a lot of that is applied to the food. Um, for the next type of instrumentation, it's a little more sensitive. It's it's not using just chemicals. You're using actual software and instrumentation. So the sensitivity is a little bit better. But then there's even more sensitive equipment on top of that. So depending on what instrumentation you're using, and California's Prop 65 requires you to use ultra, ultra sensitive um, mass spec instruments to test for mm-hmm. lead. Yeah. It's like a, it atomic could, uh, spectroscopy. You know, it's like very, very minute amounts right. can show up. So so there's wet chemistry, there's atomic, flame AA, and then there's ICPOES, and then there's ICPMS, and then there's ICPMSMS. That's a lot of So ICPMSMS, <laughs> yeah, I got confused at the beginning. That is the, the highest number of letters there are. Um, that acronym is the most sensitive. That goes down to parts per trillion, which is what California wow. requires you to wow. use to test for Prop 65. So you can detect things at such low levels, and it could fail using that instrument, but it'll pass for every other instrument that you use underneath it. So, again, there's different types of methods, but there's also different types of sensitive in- instrumentation that you can use. We call it instruments. People use it, say, machines or equipment. I think they're too expensive to be called machines sometimes. We call them instruments, and they're kind of like our babies. We maintain them like newborn babies. Well, you have to keep tuning Um, them up because they don't just sit there. mm -hmm. They have to be recalibrated, recalibrated continuously, you know, and and checked. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I forgot what (laughs) we were actually talking about initially, but definitely um, heavy metals is very important. And a lot of companies don't realize that if you don't validate that method to be specific to your product, you can have false passing and, and failing results. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're, we were talking about uh, hemp-derived products and, and uh, yes. cannabinoids. So, yeah, oh, yes. So in terms of different – what we did was um, we took California's regulations because I felt like they've been in the industry – they've been in this field for the longest, even if – People have been smoking marijuana for generations and hemp has been around for generations. Um, in terms of the specific industry, I feel that California has been pretty stable in what they expect um, laboratories and manufacturers and distributors to test for. So we kind of followed their guidelines. And what we did was we tweaked it in such a way, like, for example, uh, micro testing alpha toxins, right? There's toxins that's usually mm-hmm. done by microbial methods. Yeah. So we took that and the, there's, they're it carcinogenic. They're found in peanuts. The yeah. aflatoxins of it could be very mm-hmm. dangerous. They actually uh, can cause yeah. uh, serious uh, injury and, and even uh, uh, liver cancer. And, yeah. Yeah. But people are skipping those tests. And or they're using micro tests, which 
we found out it's not as sensitive as using some of the chemistry tests, like using LCM SMS. So we validated, we developed and validated it by LCM SMS. Here's the problem, though. Everyone loves Google, right? So you go on Google and you search CBD, you search no. cannabis testing, no. and you get flooded with information. You have no idea what's good info and what's mm-hmm. not. Um, it's really difficult unless you know specifically what you're looking for. It's really hard to filter through all that information. So it's kind of a, an overload. What we did was we pulled a lot of the different methods and we evaluated and assessed it, applied scientific method to that and figured out what were the combinations that we could use. And then we took that application or method and developed and made it into our own and validated it. Um, again, we apply the same principles as if it's a pharmaceutical drug yep. to the methods because the biggest question is, Sandra, how can I know that if you test my product today and you test it a month from now that I can rely on your results and I'm going to get the same type of results as long as Mm. my manufacturing, my quality hasn't changed. Mm. How do I know that you're going to give me accurate results from point A to point B and even six months later or even a year later when I come back to you? Mm -hmm. That's been one of our biggest questions because people are tired of saying, hey, I sent my product to one lab and they're getting this result and I sent it to another another lab and they're getting a totally different result. Like what happened? Yes. You know, CBD is CBD. CBG is CBG. Like THC is THC. Like what happened? Like mm-hmm. why are we getting such drastically different numbers? Um, and a lot of it, again, it just goes back to making sure the method is appropriate and verified with your product. I can have a great method, but it may not be good for your product. Well, this sounds like um, it's pioneering. It's pioneering work because you're dealing with mm-hmm. a new product. Uh, you know, it's not like you're dealing with, uh, you know, checking for adulterants in, uh, you know, whole milk. Uh, the product that's been right. around since time immemorial. It's this oh, is yeah, something that exactly. that has just hit the market, and mm-hmm. so you have to come up with uh, new. T- you, you actually are sort of uh, riffing here with. <laughs> laboratory <laughs> methods uh, to to better characterize the material, right? Mm-hmm. Right, for consistency, because like you said, uh, well, cannabis has been around for hundreds of years. It's not like it, somebody just came up with it in a genetically modified lab. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been around, but the testing itself for it has not been around for that long mm-hmm. um, compared to testing things for like milk or even um, coenzyme or multivitamins. You know, um, it's fairly new. So, and I think labs are starting to work together. I constantly get contacted with other labs. Hey, can we partner together? Can we yeah. work together? The problem with that is that the states are not aligned. So the federal level, you have different regulations. And mm-hmm. then you come to the state level and you have to try to meet both regulations, but they conflict. That's when it gets difficult hmm. for labs like us because we can't, cross state lines unless you're also federally approved and even if we're federally aligned perfectly if we're not with the state then it stops us from taking any samples Hmm. and so that's that's actually a true struggle that we're dealing with right now to be honest well it it sounds like we need uh some more uh consolidation and and standardization Mm -hmm. and we don't really want a polyglot of uh disparate right. regulations across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the yeah. other hand, unfortunately, when you get the federal government involved, uh, sometimes <laughs> they don't do the greatest job, and sometimes they, uh, <laughs> they they bring to the fore kind of an anti-supplement bias. Uh, 
So, right, uh, right. you know, it's, it's kind of, you want to invite more standardization, but you'd also mm-hmm. don't want to invite a whole, uh, bureaucracy that, that, you know, yeah. impedes access to products of, of quality. So it, it's, right. it's a conundrum. But there is a positive in all this. Um, I had mentioned earlier an organization, nonprofit organization called USP, United States Pharmacopeia, that yeah. works, you know, hand in hand with the FDA. They are also working on releasing um, these general chapters or test methods for the hemp-derived products, right? So they're trying to harmonize. They're trying to provide a federally mm-hmm. level federal level, federally recognized type of test methods to provide some harmonization. So we're working with them on that. Um, they're not alone. There's many labs who are going to be involved. There's an organization called AHPA, American um, Herbal Medicine, not medicine, but yes. Herbal Products so Association, right. Committees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, AHPA. And um, there's committees that are working together tirelessly to bring some type of harmonization. So people are buying products they can trust at the end. Um, it's a long road. I'm not saying it's going to be fixed overnight. We're all working together. There's so many different labs. We're just one of many. We're like a little fish in the in the ocean. Um, but everyone is interested. Everyone's recognizing that this needs to happen. And hopefully the FDA, the, they're moving in that direction to kind of provide that govern um, overhead because it's needed. It's necessary. And for patients who are looking towards um, pain relief meds or treatments using CBD products, um, it's even more important for them. Indeed. So, uh, bottom line, uh, do you feel that the supplement industry is a big mess at this point, that there's a lot of uh, poor quality products out there? Or you think, by and large, uh, you know, most of the big companies, the reputable companies, are uh, toeing the line mm-hmm. and uh, are committed to quality. You have to be I diplomatic here. I'm, not- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you recognize that um, because I do work with a lot of like bigger companies that, yeah. you know, service the supplement industry. But I can say confidently that they're all moving and moving towards having better quality. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll see labels that have USP certified or so-and-so certified. Uh, NSF is a big organization too. You'll see that more labels include the type of this type of verbiage. And it's not something you can just lightly put slap onto a label itself. Like you have to go through like hoops to get to that point. And it's expensive. Um, And it is expensive, and I because I'm familiar with how they work and their quality. Like I feel that the supplement industry is be, is going to become more trustworthy in those companies that move in that direction. But then there's the other half where these companies see an opportunity to make mm-hmm. quick buck, and yeah. they will just slap some things together, put on a label that looks good, and, and then until they're caught, they're just going to sell. Yeah, it's it's um, it's, it's a tale of two <laughs> industries actually in a way. It's because it's you know you've got mm-hmm. the reputable manufacturers who are stayer yeah. players. Uh, you know they're not here mm-hmm. today, gone tomorrow, uh, and you know right. they're, they're committed to quality. And then you have actually you know some opportunists mm-hmm. you know like in every industry uh, who cut corners mm-hmm. and you know save money on right. extensive and expensive testing, and you know yeah. maybe they're less reliable. Right, and FDA has this model called. Um, trust 
but verify. Oh, yeah. So there are companies that have everything up front perfect. Like they look like they have a great quality management system. Everything is all about integrity, honesty, accuracy. And then deep down that there, it's just empty. It's just a front. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's difficult. It's really difficult. And one of the biggest things is Amazon is a huge platform for yeah. selling supplements. I think everyone, and, and they've I had use some Amazon issues. Daily. They've had some issues with, with products that were adulterated or, or poor quality. And, right. but they, but do they actually exert quality control? So they are definitely, um, <laughs> what happened was they had, a run-in with the FDA and they've really stepped it up. They're forcing a lot of their companies that are selling on that platform to step up their quality, to give proof, to give evidence. Um, They have a lot of these. They're working very closely with the FDA and the CFR compliance, which is Code of Federal Regulations, um, Part 111 and 117 as a supplement industry. And they're really enforcing this. They're making sure that Companies are testing what they're supposed to test, and they provide the proof, and they're certifying their product. So it's definitely in the right step. The industry is definitely moving in the right step, but it's not there yet. It's going to take time, and you know, people are, need to be patient a little bit. Well, not yeah. like I'm saying that you know it's okay to just let it go, um, but it does take time. Indeed. Well, you look with folks uh, like you, uh, very qualified folks out there who are very committed to quality and safety. Uh, I think that there's uh, going to be progress. Uh, and uh, is there a particular certification that people should look for? Because it, it varies, right? Uh, there, there's mm-hmm. the CGMP, there's the NSF, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's um, uh, USP. Uh, do those, mm-hmm. do you want to look for those on the labels of products that you're buying or, it, it, or is, is it just window dressing? It's not, it's not, it's not foolproof. Um, it's not just window dressing either, but it's a start. Mm-hmm. Um, to get to those types of certification levels, like you do have to pay money, you mm-hmm. do have to get audited, you have to prove a lot of things and go through a lot of things to get to that point to able to put that on your label. So it's not something that anyone can just do. That would be illegal. Yeah. Um, so I tend to look for things. I love Costco and Amazon, but I tend to look for things on the label that says USP verified because not everyone can have that. You do have to actually follow through on actions to have that on your label. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit more trustworthy. But again, USP is not foolproof either. Um, CGMP is definitely a good start. That means you're keeping up with the FDA and what they want you to do. Again, FDA is not perfect either. So it's kind of like a combination of different things that you want to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, uh, I don't want people to think, well, I, you said A, B, and C. So they checked off A, B, and C and I found an issue with them. Mm-hmm. Again, these are run by people. People make mistakes. Um, it's a learning process and regulations are constantly changing. It's hard to keep up with the regulation changing. Even sometimes my head goes spinning, even with my expertise. Um, so. It's good to read. There's different things that you can look up, and it's good to talk to people, like communicate. Indeed, and and it's good to also, you know, work with uh, trusted companies that have a good reputation mm-hmm. uh, that yes. uh, are uh, have been there for a while, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, have a have a real presence in the industry. So, well, thank you very much, mm-hmm. uh, Sandra Lee, for pulling back the curtain a little bit on this uh, process <laughs> because you know. Uh, from the consumer standpoint, you know, you look at a shiny label and hold it up <laughs> to the light, and uh, yep. that's about 
all that we have. And it's great to know that there are people out there like you who are safeguarding our uh, nutraceutical mm-hmm. supply and our CBD supply uh, and, uh, you know, ever uh, forging ahead with new technology uh, to to make those distinctions. So great stuff. Really appreciate it. Thank uh, you. Yeah, Thank the, web- you. the website is uh, njlabs.com, correct? Yes. And, um, yes. and, and that's, uh, you know, for some of our listeners who are in the supplement uh, industry, um, you know, it, it sounds like this is a place where uh, you really may want to engage uh, to uh, support your quality control. And for our mm-hmm. listeners, it's, it's just great to know that outfits like you are out there. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for joining us, Sandra Lee. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com, drhoffmanstore.com.